Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Sweet 16 of the Play It By Ear podcast. We're on number 16, gentlemen. We've made it. That is We're driving. So... Yes, we are. <laughs> We're driving comedy. Daggone it. Cooking with gas. <laughs> Grease. <laughs> Grease. Oh, we're cooking with grease. Oh, okay. Grease. All right. Uh, Mr. Griffin, welcome. Thank you. Mr. Liming. Welcome, welcome, sir. I'm Eric Fiscus. And once again, thank you for joining us on episode 16. And this is a very special episode of the Play It By Ear podcast. A requested episode from our listeners. And it is on the Sardinia Founders Day Festival. And uh, if you recall, I can't remember which episode it was. It was several episodes back. We did an episode on the Brown County Fair. And we had several people who are uh, loyal listeners, earbuds as Brady calls them, uh, come back to us and say, hey, why don't you do one on the Sardinia Founders Day Festival? So here it is. We decided 16 would be the optimum episode number to do that. So that's our plan for this evening. Because we we now have graduated from having temporaries, we now are licensed to podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, before we get into all the fun and games of our the July Fourth of our childhood, uh, we do have another voice message. And if you recall, in our last episode, we did give a shout out to uh, Kurt Dietrich and his uh, history in Claremont County YouTube. Uh, and again, I still didn't look up to see what those are called, video cast, podcast, I don't know. But you can find it on YouTube, and he uh, does that on a semi-regular basis. It was part of our, uh, or his little uh, coronavirus social studies education uh, assistance for his students. So he went to different places in Claremont County and talked about that. But then he sent us a voice message back. Uh, but you can listen to what he has to say. So, Kurt, take it away. Hey guys, this is Kurt Dietrich. I just wanted to thank you for the plug for the Claremont County History Project on YouTube. It's just something we started uh, new for remote learning. And uh, I agree with Todd. Most of the students are, uh, you know, some like it, some don't. But most of their parents do seem to like it. It seems that age provides perspective when it comes to history. I'm also with Todd on the anti-meringue campaign. I think the stuff should be thrown out of the car. It's nasty, vile, disgusting, and it's only there to conceal what's good that is underneath of it. Brady, appreciate the well-placed one-liners, the musings, and monikers. They're definitely on point. And Eric, great job pulling it all together, making sense from the senseless on topics that are timely yet timeless. Appreciate all the hard work, fellas. I'm enjoying it. Thank you very much, Kurt. And uh, once again, uh, thanks for listening and being a loyal earbud. And uh, you were one of our original earbuds so uh, we have you to thank for uh, what I guess I guess we've been successful. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you, Kurt. Always good to hear from another uh, meringue hater. <laughs> exactly, pie skinner. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> 
Uh, Todd, you're building a loyal following of uh, <laughs> anti-meringue people. So, uh, yeah, you do have that capability, as Kurt uh, took advantage of here. You can go to any of your podcast providers, whoever you're listening to us on. And, again, our numbers tell us it's probably Spotify, but it could be many others that we're uh, available on. But there is a link on our page on your provider that allows you to leave that voice message. So uh, take advantage of that. We certainly want to hear from you. And uh, if you happen to be shy of uh, hearing your voice on the podcast, you can always leave us a message on Facebook. Uh, look us up there on uh, Play It By Ear podcast. If you put that in the search bar, we'll come up. Uh, you can also leave us a tweet at Play It By Ear pod with the number two at the end. Just uh, make sure it's not mean. Well, <laughs> yeah, we can handle it. We can handle it. I, I, you know, I have been amazed that we've gotten to episode sixteen, and it's been nothing but love. Honestly, um, yeah. we have well, we have not gotten any, uh, we've not gotten any upset tweets or voice messages. It seems to be a mutual love affair. Once again, with thank you very much. We can't say thank you enough for um, keeping going, listening, and we're charging on. Like I said, we're well over a thousand now. Let's keep it going. Well, again, this is this is America. So if you have a a criticism. I mean, we'll we'll listen to that. That's fine. Everyone has an opinion. They're like kidneys. Everyone has one or two. So, yeah. Uh, put it out there, whatever uh, forum you would like. So, uh, with all the preliminaries aside, once again, our subject for the evening is the Sardinia Founders Day Festival, and this is going to take on a little bit of a different shows yeah format there you go that's the word i was looking for is it was flying around in there's a lot of room in my head to fly around so i couldn't quite grasp it but yes format format of the show will be a little different tonight as we have several different topics related to the founders day festival so we're not going to put a 20 minute timer on each topic obviously that would take a long time but uh it will be a little bit more free flowing and i will uh, try to direct the conversation thusly uh into the different uh topics we have put together here uh so i will start out with a little history behind the sardinia founders day festival and uh again i will i will give a little disclaimer like i did for the brown county fair that uh even though we are talking about a specific festival i'm guessing even those of you who are not from the area we do have some listeners outside uh kurt being one who grew up in southeastern ohio there was probably some comparable festival locally that uh, I'm sure a lot of our conversation will uh, probably bring back memories for you as well. So we would, of course, love to hear about your memories of your local festivals uh, that you grew up with around your area. So with that being said. But I think also, well, I just wanted to chime in and say that, you know, maybe we are uh, a bit biased, but much like the Brown County Fair was, yes, it was it was our county fair, but it was you know, people visited from all over. And as I've met people throughout my years and asked them about, you know, Brown County Fair was many people's favorite fair, even if they weren't from Brown County. Um, right. And at one time, which, you know, as you as you go over the history and we talk more about the Sardinia Founders Day Festival, I think it was, you know, one of the most sought after and visited and, and just overall enjoyed festival several counties. Yeah. You know, yeah, multi-county area. Yeah, it was for a, for a, for a time. Uh, so back to the history portion of our uh, of our podcast here, as far as the Sardinia Founders Day Festival goes, 
Uh, the festival came about in 1976, and the purpose was uh, to celebrate America's bicentennial. And uh, I can't say for sure, and someone uh, who uh, may be my father or Brady's mother or Todd's dad or somebody who is a little older than us, I don't know for sure if it was meant to be a one-off, okay, we're going to celebrate the bicentennial and that'll be it, but or if it was meant to be ongoing at the beginning, but uh, at any rate, it started in 1976, and uh, we were discussing before the uh, we started recording here. I know Brady and I both have pictures of us uh, marching or getting ready to march in that first parade. Uh, my picture was standing on our church steps uh, along with uh, a group of us really young kids from the church. Uh, and Brady's, I think, was something similar to that. Well, I don't know if it was in conjunction with your church or not. but Mine was in a vintage stroller buggy, like a wicker thing, but I was decked out like George Washington, complete with powdered wig. <laughs> and my mom was dressed up like, I, I, I'm going to say like a Martha Washington slash Holly Hobby slash Little House on the Prairie kind of get up. Um, I'll have to post the picture because I just saw it last week when I was I going was through my stuff. I, so I feel a picture coming on. Posted. Yes. Uh, and actually, I've already posted my picture of me on the church steps when I, we were talking about fashions from our childhood. Ooh. I believe that's one of the pictures I posted. So if you look on our Facebook page, it's there. Ooh. And that's all of us getting ready to, to march in the parade, that first parade there. I was uh, I was not yet born. That was the summer before I was born, actually. So you, you were not even a gleam in Chuck Griffin's eye at yeah. that point. It might have all started at the fireworks, though. Oh, born in yeah. April of seventy-seven. Ooh, so April. does the timeline work there? No, not quite. Not I quite. No I have no idea what you guys are even talking about. Uh, we're talking nine months from July to April. I have no idea what you guys are even work. talking about. <laughs> oh, so you're you're feigning ignorance here. <laughs> we we won't go on with that conversation as Todd it's is not, becoming he's shifting in his seat and becoming a little uncomfortable. It's, it's not an act. I'm not I'm not <laughs> fainting. <laughs> so, so anyway, that that's the history behind the festival. And again, uh started there in seventy six. It did become a yearly event after that. And uh at one point in time in the eighties, and I'm not sure and you two are gonna have to help me. As far as this goes, I I know in the 80s, for several years, it was a three-day event. And I'm not sure if that went on into the 90s or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. I, I, I do not have a, an exact date of when it changed. And I'm not even so sure that it didn't go back and forth a few times. Uh, but I, I definitely remember it being three days more, than, more often than not. And so that would have been up into the mid-90s from, you know, as far as some of my... Okay. So, some of my running around the festival, so definitely went into the 90s. So obviously you have a, a an event that goes along three days. There are several different things that happen along those three days, and we'll, those are kind of each of our topics here tonight, and again, they're untimed topics, but we'll keep the conversation moving along. Uh, so looking at the construction of the festival, and we went through the history piece, one of the main events of the festival was a parade. And uh, we we just talked about us getting ready to march in that first parade before Todd was born. Uh, but that turned out to be one of the major parts of the festival, that parade. Uh, generally, it was on, 
and again refresh my memory it, it generally was on the last day of the festival if, if i remember correctly about noon around there somewhere uh, one, one yep. o'clock one o'clock one o'clock yeah so uh obviously the parade looked like many other parades around uh and we've talked about the fair parade when we had our fair episode and there were years there i believe that the sardinia founders day parade rivaled that of the fair as far as length and uh number of entries and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. i remember some parades that definitely went beyond two hours yeah and and it was a uh a a route that went uh, obviously all around the town it was it was a rather lengthy route as well i I would say uh just guessing probably a mile and a half at least um as it wound around some of the back streets and things yeah but uh did, I don't I can't remember did the route ever change? It seems like it it changed a little bit at one point. Or well, I can attest to the fact that it did change because uh right by my house and for those of you who are in the area, you may know where I lived as I was growing up, but I was right across from the old Sardinia Church of Christ. So right there on 134 as you go out of town uh to 32, there's a big hill there. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And there were years where that piece of of 134 was in the parade route, either coming up the hill or going down the hill. Yeah. And then there were times where they had cut that part out, and I couldn't sit in front of my house and watch a parade. I had to go somewhere else to watch it. Uh, you used to live, Todd, on uh, Graham Street, which mm-hmm. is right off of there, up a big hill. Yeah, yeah. You were at the top of that hill. And I did. when you lived there, did the parade go by your house? You know— <laughs> I don't remember uh, when I lived there. I never remember watching the parade from there. I, we always went elsewhere. Not not necessarily because the parade didn't come down you know, that didn't use that route, but just because we were always going somewhere else. But I I do think I remember it going it going that direction. But then again, I was trying to think. It would have that been shut off at the other end up up in town near the pres, near the Presbyterian? No, yeah, the Presbyterian Church. Would have that been shut off there from the fest the festivities to where it wouldn't have been able to go there? So I don't remember. I, I can't remember exactly. That, that's true. That stretch of street, which I believe is Broad Street, would aptly named because it's a very wide. There were parking spots, and then the street itself was pretty wide and broad. But uh, generally, that was closed off altogether. Yeah, sometimes they even had things kind of going down that road. Some years they did, some years they didn't. Uh, and we talk about some of the other uh, topics later on. We could touch on that, but because yeah, because that would be Broad Street, odd because right in the middle of the corner of that street changes to Graham Street, right? Very, very odd named street. Yes, oddly named. So, uh, throwing it out to you two, do you have any specific memories of the parade as you were growing up? Oh, absolutely. Great. I mean, for one, you know, getting older. You know, where even though it was during the summer, um, our high school band would still perform in it, and usually in very various iterations because people were on vacation, things like that. But it was also, you know, it sticks out in my head that we would wear summer gear. We would not be in full uniform because, you know, July in southern Ohio is pretty much 95 degree relative humidity. It was uh, hot, sticky, and, you know, it would be very faint worthy if you were fully uniformed but um you know uh my dad would drive his you know we mentioned the 63 ford galaxy convertible he would 
be hauling various local dignitaries and that. And, um, you know, just lots of, uh, this is going to sound strange, but, you know, the younger, when I look back at my younger years, I don't remember specific things about the parade as much except candy collecting. Yeah. But, um, well, that was any parade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I remember, um, you know, not being real happy when the horses would conduct our commerce right in front of me. (laughs) Like, um, there was one particular time I, there was a big old handful of candy thrown at me and, um, the horse passed by and it, went right there in front of me so it cut me off from a whole stack of candy and i was very nonplussed that that's worth uh you got to grab those tootsie rolls out of there man oh so the the horse literally passed by (laughs) it it, it passed by and um well for you for you fancy folk out there you know we couldn't afford in sardinia the uh little uh, dung baskets or whatever that hang off of a horse's (laughs) arse uh, (laughs) that you see (laughs) (laughs) i i honestly can't say i have ever seen one of those in person oh i i've seen them don't not in a parade not in a parade maybe not in a parade yeah but i I know that there was uh one time down in old milford here it wasn't too long ago actually they were having some sort of fet we were eating at a place it's no longer there called mj's mj's on main uh Missed that place. That's what was one of our favorite restaurants, and uh, they were having some sort of festival. It was it was during the, the holiday. It was close to Christmas, and there was a uh, they were giving horse and buggy rides. And I remember that you know seeing the uh, the apparatus beneath uh, <laughs> the horses uh, <laughs> nether <laughs> underneath it underneath its commerce maker. <laughs> um, well, shake your commerce maker. But here's the thing: we couldn't afford those apparently in Serenia, but. A lot of innovative, uh, you know, hardworking, just good people in this town or in that town. And I can't imagine that people didn't at least make something, a makeshift when you could have, you know. Well, no, the the line of thinking in a rural community such as that is that's what horses do. Why do you put a why do you put an apparatus under there? You just (laughs) let it let it go. (laughs) Yeah, the emissions control standards today. Well, I mean, St. Augustine, Florida, they they had we always called them horse diapers, although I like dung baskets better. Um, (laughs) you know, they they had this because it was a pretty much pedestrian um tourist area, a lot of foot traffic. But um you know, I it just uh, all I know that a sizable stash of candy was cut off from my seven year old grasp because of a, you know, somebody hit the oats too heavy before that parade. <laughs> the, uh, you know, I think that's looking back that that's a memory that I have when the horses would conduct said commerce. I, I think that's one of my best memories, though, of, of you know. What age do you get where you stop laughing about that? I haven't hit that yet. <laughs> today, I mean, because I remember, you know, if you're with your buddies and you and you see it, and, and you were the only ones. I mean, it was, even though, like you said, Eric, everybody's used to it. Everyone around here, you know, obviously very, uh, you know, a lot of people lived on farms, drove by them every day. With, you know, uh, animals were not a, a, you know, a strange sight to us, but 
you and still that was hit, not an unusual scent around. Yeah, you exactly. But you still heard that collective ah, you know, like when when the horse would, <laughs> especially when it was a rather sizable deposit into the into the, uh, the road. Well, could, but then it was it was a worse haul when the fire truck ran over it after. That. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or, or the hillbillies. <laughs> They didn't have any rubber oh. on them tires. I was going to get there, by the way, with the hillbillies. Yeah. But well, let's, let's, let's roll you. with the hillbillies. Let's just go with it. <laughs> so, so entries in the parade, and you had your usual uh, fire trucks. And Brady mentioned the band, and I know personally, I know Brady probably does as well. Has pictures of us performing in that in that uh, parade in our, like you said, our summer wear with the black shorts and the red polo shirt and. Um, so you had that, you had the, the, again, all the apparatus, the fire and the squads and the, and all that. But in addition to the usual parade fair, and again, this, and I use the word fair, but this is what separates the Founders Day parade from the fair parade or even the tobacco festival parade in that there were certain unusual things in the Sardinia Founders Day Parade that were in no other parade that I ever attended, and the hillbillies were one. So which one of you would like to talk about the hillbillies? Uh, Brady? Um, okay, uh, are we allowed to say hillbillies? Is it? We, 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 I'm pretty we sure that's what, that's what they call themselves. They, um, <laughs> what? what was that again? A hey, hill William. Called... Oh, sorry. A Highland William? <laughs> Yes, and um, but they they would dress up in stereotypical, you know, hillbilly wear. You know, there would be bib overalls with patches in them and straw hats and no shoes. Okay, okay back up. Bib overalls with only one of the little straps clipped, right? Correct. Just one shoulder and the and other. Shirtless, flat. usually under it. And shirtless, yes. Exactly. Um, picture WWF's uh, Hillbilly Gym. If you're if you're a classic <laughs> wrestling fan, but um, but there was usually is like I'm gonna call it a jalopy. It, it was like a <laughs> 1930s era um, car that had no top like the, on like it, like the Beverly Hill- Hillbillies. Yes, car. is that jalopy or yalopy? <laughs> yalopy. Um, yalopy. And it usually had some kind of tail of either a fox or a raccoon hanging from. <laughs> From oh, you know, many. The, yeah, there were many pelts of different kinds, and um, but they would just and they would, it would backfire at will, like it would make the loud backfiring sound, and it was just basically if you could think of like comic relief, it, it was like clowns, but instead of a clown car, it was these um gentlemen in the it, bib overalls and the backfiring cars. It was like a traveling. It was it was very hee hawish. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hall esque, and I. You asked if we could call them that, but didn't it actually say? I think it. Even, I think it like, did. It even said like hillbillies. Well, hillbillies. Yes. Yeah. But and and if you remember, there were always some years there were more than others, but there were always multiple. Uh, yeah. Hillbillies in cars. Some of them walked like out out yeah. alongside of the car, raising yeah. a ruckus with the crowd. <laughs> yes. Um. With uh. But, but neither of you have mentioned the, obviously you mentioned the car and all that, but there was one other aspect of this whole thing that you have yet to mention. And I'm mm. going to give you a second to think about it. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, wait a minute. Is it a horn? Uh, well, I was to, is it that a, was one thing. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
the annoyingly ear piercingly loud hillbilly music. The oh yeah, oh. yes, you yeah, can hear. Like- yeah, Turkey I mean, the and parade, straw being blasted. Yes, at like, high like I said, the the parade was probably a mile and a half long, and you heard them coming a mile away. So, yeah, shortly after the parade left its entry or starting point, you heard those hillbillies, and it would get louder and louder and louder. And by the time they got in front of you, there, it was yeah, you know. And I don't think those daggone hillbillies threw candy out either now that i think about it no they did not yeah man again they just raised a ruckus with the crowd and, and they offered you a hit of their corn squeezins from their jug <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I, I take that broke god <laughs> yes he's broken <laughs> have you never no, we see oh, tears <laughs> You know, corn uh, squeezins. <laughs> add 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 that to the commerce and the skinning of the pie. And there's the, the T-shirt. As I want to say, well, no, I, I, guys, I, I can't just claim credit Just a man for that. tipping a a jug to you and just says corn squeezins above it. <laughs> well, no what, question what, mark. What was the comic strip? Um, the, the Sunday morning comic strip that was um. Oh, good gosh, it was about other Hill Williams. <laughs> and and he always talked about getting a jug of corn squeezins. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Highland, it'll come. Highland Williams. Highland Williams. Highland Williams. Highland Excuse Williams. me. Uh, Highland Williams. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, no doubt about it. The Hillbillies were the were the. I wouldn't say highlight of the parade, but they were the. If they were missing, it, it would have been. A completely it, different parade. It, yes, it, it was. It was noted if they were missing. Yeah, and even though it annoyed the crap out of you, it, it, it was still comforting to see them uh, traipsing down. You know, <laughs> and I don't know. Uh, I always wondered were these gentlemen? There were there were ladies too, I believe. There well, they were. Yeah. There were. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were hill Bettys. and <laughs> you know. But I always wondered hill if well they. <laughs> Sorry. Hill Williams and Hill Williams. If they, was this the way, was it an act? Was it a, was it a, a character they were playing? I mean. And, and were they paid to be there? Yeah. Did the, did the parade pay them to be there? I'm, I'm assuming they did. I, I don't think so. I think it, I think it was just a fun activity. It's like, I got this old beat up jalopy. Like, well, let's drive it in a parade. Well, how can we get it in a parade? I know we can, you know. Well. The band was paid to be there, so I'm guessing the Highland Williams were paid to be there as well. <laughs> they might have been. Yeah. Maybe, maybe someone, if you know, can, can chime in and help us on this because I just always wondered. You know, that were that was that the only was that the day of the jalopy? Was that the only day they got they got their jalopies out? Did they drive them to there? Were they were they in a trailer? How did they did they because appear I, at other parades? Because I'm somewhat certain we have listeners here who are either people who have put together the Founders Day Festival or who are related to people who did. So who yeah. could probably answer those questions for They're privy to the sausage making. They're going to know the origin of those um, hillbillies. They're, they're going to know what what the deal was with them. Cause if, you were, if you were a hillbilly or back in the parade or kin of the billies. Uh, kin folk. You know, can folk you reach out to us because I w- we would like to know a little more about you know such a, a vivid childhood memory we have. Okay, so I will take you on an additional similar track as the Highland Williams. 
the the guy the uh what were they called shriners in the little uh, tiny cars ah yeah and uh, and in the same parade it wasn't shriners one year and hillbillies one year i mean they were always there together i just thought of the comic strip sorry <laughs> snuffy smith snuffy, snuffy smith. smith sorry continue sir sorry <laughs> i know i'd forgotten about the shriner i'd forgotten about that yes so uh, again, they they were not near as annoying or yeah, boisterous. There you go. That's a good word, as the uh, Highland Williams. But uh, the criteria again, was right, different. Hey, right do I have a tiny point. bicycle? Do I have a fez? I'm going to get in this parade. There you go. <laughs> Any other entries in the parade that uh, you guys would like to bring forward? I do have I one memory. So. But go ahead, Todd. I was just going to ask, Brady, you mentioned uh, some of our listeners might be interested. I know you've brought it before about your, your father's car. Um, was he asked, like, was this something because, you know, obviously that was a rare car. And, and yeah. you know, was he asked to to be this, to play this role year after year in the parade? And, and what were some of the, was it always the same, you know, the person who wrote in it, was it always the same uh, um, he title, typically the got the Grand Marshal, yeah, who was yeah. considered the Grand Marshal. Um, you know, I know, I know at the Founders Day Parade, he typically got the Grand Marshal, and um, I know. Well, at the Tobacco Festival, it would be various. It would either be a politician or a festival queen, because um, I think I mentioned this in one of the other episodes. One year, he hauled around the Baloney Queen um, from the <laughs> Baloney now- Festival. The the baloney queen, the baloney queen. Yes, I never heard of the. Where's the baloney festival? Where was that? I don't know, but they had a they they had a monarch, and um, so <laughs> but yeah, they yeah he held he hauled around the baloney queen at the tobacco festival, but usually it was like the grand marshal or some kind of dignitary, uh, like politician or a commissioner, but usually the grand marshal. Do you remember any specific grand marshals from Serenia history that uh, I'm not sure if we want to say full names or not, but I mean, if, if we're paying tribute to them, I don't say, say we're yeah, it first. shouldn't be a problem. I, I remember um, Ori Tracy, who was my neighbor growing up, sweet, saintly yeah. man. Um, yeah. And uh, he was, um, you know, he was one of the grand marshals. Um, and oh gosh, you put me on the spot now because, um, I, I know, I know there is more. I just, Roy Drew who? I, I, I just can't, I'll ha- you know what? I should have prepared better for this. If I knew that question was coming, no, I'll yeah, tell you what, my, my mom will be able to, we, uh, we play it by ear, man. We don't, we don't, uh, yeah, definitely play it by ear, but uh-huh. definitely something that someone listening, you mentioned your mom. So, you know, uh, Mrs. Liming, if you could help us out here and. On Facebook, maybe, and give us a list of some of the grand marshals that got to ride in the car. Yep. Yeah, it would be awesome. Right now, it is just escaping me, and um, daggone it, I'm upset myself. I can't remember any either. I, you know, I'm trying to think back. I always remember the car and remember, you know, that particular part of the parade, but I, I'm trying to think of, of some people who would have been in it, and I can't remember. Can't. Not. But yeah, like you said, on Facebook chime in we we would love to hear uh some of those names all right you so uh, had one more yeah what was there something else in the parade brady you were getting ready to say i think yeah and unfortunately i'm afraid it uh might uh might have lost it'll come to you later it'll come to me later yep. yeah <laughs> all right let's move on to the next one fiscus all right so 
I see several of these things here, and I'm going to lump them together just as the festival in general. So we'll have a heading, uh, days of the festival, and then subheadings of these other things here. Uh, so you had, when it was a three-day event, and even when it was just a single-day event, you had uh, things going on other than the parade and the, which we'll talk about the fireworks momentarily, but there were other things, other side events going on. And uh, one of those being, there was always a flea market. (laughs) (laughs) And in general, you think of flea markets and you think of people maybe bringing things that they have created themselves or uh, whatever. But this particular flea market, and I, I, I will start this and I know you guys will chime in on it. Uh, there there were things there at this particular flea market, again, like the hillbillies and the parade, you didn't see anywhere else. And the one example that always comes forward, uh, the movie Batman was was popular there in the late 80s. It had, it had just been made into a movie with Michael Keaton. And there were items of clothing, uh, do-rags and such, that had Batman on them. But it was not Batman as it is normally spelled, B-A-T-M-A-N. It was Bat, B-A-T, Man, (laughs) M-A-N-N. Batman. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so that is but one example of the type of things you would find at said flea market. Um, and again, I don't know if people, there was just a an invite put out to people who would like to participate in the flea market, or this was a company that put this flea market together and they just brought stuff in. Anyone have any clue on that? Oh, I, I don't know. I I do remember perusing the 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 market of fleas and and, you know begging my parents when i was real young begging them for money to buy things and usually you know a batman Batman. you could buy yourself a you know a a a rebel flag uh towel or a uh a playboy hat or uh or a uh, or a uh, one of the uh one of the fake you know you remember the uh the plastic swords that oh, was yeah. uh, it, it it had a I, I don't really know what kind of sword you call it i'm not i'm not up on my weaponry when it comes to uh sharp objects but it was like a zorro type sword and it the tip of it it, it was white a, a foil a foil is that what it is but do you remember those swords where they would be it would be white like three, like if you looked at the end of it, you can't see my, mm-hmm. but in the end, in the very end had like a bulb, a, you know, a, yes. a, a round bulb at the end of it to keep yourself from, from poking your eye out. I remember buying one or two of those. Uh, um, yeah, Todd, that, 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 I remember that say, because they would not only have those, they would have samurai swords, mm-hmm. plastic and real ones and real ones. Yeah. Yeah. And that always got my attention because I wanted some nunchucko nunchucks and some um, <laughs> samurakas and now shurikens i bought yeah i bought a uh a, a p- fake set of nunchucks at the flea markets at sardinia the founders day one time they were the which was nice because then when you were practicing with your nunchucks and you you know conked yourself in the forehead it wasn't as bad they were padded they were like a, a padded chuck 
<laughs> or when you were doing the Bruce Lee move where it was going betwixt your legs, you didn't uh, check your nuts. Um, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. I, uh, it seems like I remember buying a throwing star or two up there as well. I, I don't know if this that was legal or not, but a, they I were remember, dull. Yes, the dull throwing stars that were more plastic-based, but the real good ones, you you, you had to get those at the tobacco festival because um, – <laughs> Uh, Along with your free sample of tobacco. (laughs) Yes. A lot of illegalities. As as a (laughs) 10-year-old. I did. (laughs) Yeah. True story. Um, But, like, um, the thing that always stuck out in my mind about the flea market was it was like the cowboy hats, but they were straw variety. And they'd be kind of, like, tie-dye. They'd be pink and white and blue and white. And they would have the long feathers that had, like, the battery clamp on them. The roach clip. It's a roach well, clip. See, but I didn't know that then. I just thought they were hat decorations. <laughs> Somebody clued me in, like, years later that that was <laughs> what one would use. Drug paraphernalia? Yeah, for left-handed cigarettes. <laughs> and um, I had no idea. Hey, Rook. <laughs> can, can I burn a lefty? A twist a bird. <laughs> um, Sorry, right. inside joke. <laughs> but no, no. And by the way, we did not. We, we we do not condone the open smoking of marijuana. But we just, uh, you know, like that. I, I really didn't know that's what those were for. Which hands me calling them a, a battery clamp with feathers. Um, but you knew they were called roach clips, right? No, well, I, I I would not have known they were called roach clips if you didn't. It doesn't seem like to me. I, yeah, I, I think we knew what they were later, but not at the time. I just remember thinking how hard it would be to catch a roach with one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so when one wanted to bedazzle their roaches. I do remember those hats. I, at first I thought you were just going to stop at the uh, woven or, you know, uh, cowboy hat. And I was going to defend myself because I own one of these. I own one of those now. Uh, but I do remember the ones that were tie-dyed. Definitely yeah. like something Brett Michaels would wear. Right. Right. Did you did you wear that cowboy hat on days you did not wear your Playboy hat? <laughs> well, I didn't have that back then. I I bought the uh, the straw cowboy hat uh, as I as I get older and lose hair. I, uh, I I'm going to be like my dad soon, out mowing the yard in his straw hat and uh, <laughs> not making fun of him. He looks very cool in his hat, but that's that's why I bought it more of a sun hat. But the ones he's talking about were a little more like they were rolled up on the sides. They were yeah. more nary, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. nary. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I did have my, I did have my Playboy hat. I quickly tell that story. I it's going to sound, it's going to make, it's probably going to make my parents sound bad. But, but uh, <laughs> um, I assure you that I, uh, you know, I grew up in a pretty conservative household, and uh, but I, I bought. I think I don't remember buying it. I see. I think I won it. I think I won a Playboy hat at a game or something, and. Uh, my friends and everybody, well, you can't wear that, you know, you can't wear it. And, and uh, I knew I was going to get in trouble for even picking it. But, uh, my dad, <laughs> uh, he, for whatever reason, he, he let me wear it. And I remember, uh, one of the many reasons why I, you know, look up to my dad and think, think so highly of him is because even though that he would never condone his, he, he would have said, here, son, go wear a playboy hat or, you know, um, but it was just one of those things where I, I think it was, he knew that I was I was counting on being in trouble and, uh, you know, being told no. And he's like, ah, if you want to wear it, go ahead. So uh, it was a white hat with the blue, uh, dark blue Playboy symbol on the on the top and uh, have many a picture of me fishing in that hat. 
<laughs> he just thought you had an affinity for a lupine fashion. <laughs> had so, a bunny. So Roach clips, uh, Playboy. Uh, <laughs> where are we heading with this? Uh, oh, well, I, Batman. 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 I have a great flea market story. It is the um, it, it's the flea market. I was holding on to this gem for this moment, but uh, where my entrepreneurial spirit was crushed by my mother. Um, so I had a plan in. This is going to make me sound horrible. So, guys, when we tell this story, we are not we. Our heart goes out to the person that this happened to. But true story. Right before the Fourth of July in the early nineties, there was um, somebody attacked by a lion right outside of Sardinia. That somebody had bought a lion at a um, like one of those exotic animal auctions. They had had it at a junkyard instead of a dog. I guess a dog couldn't cut it. So um, anyway, but this lion escaped, and there were some kids that went fishing. And um, the kid got attacked by the lion, and he was injured pretty badly. And he, he was fine. He survived. And uh, they they got the lion and, you know, destroyed it, had it, like, you know, tested for rabies. But it was just, you know, a lion doing what lions do. But um, in my travels to Florida and on vacation, there was a popular T-shirt at that time where it had little holes in it. And it said, um, I survived a shark attack in, you know, Daytona Beach, Florida. And I was going to make a T-shirt that had the holes in it and it says, I survived Sardinia Lion Country. <laughs> and I had made a model with an old T-shirt. It's like, Mom, I'm going to make these. I'm going to take these up there. And I, I want to make a fortune off these. And she's like, no, that's bad taste. You can't do that. <laughs> And I, I just, I, I just saw, you know, like in the cartoons where you see the little money bag, you know, the, the little bag of money with the dollar sign on it, flying away with wings. And I just saw, you know, my fortune flying away because it was disallowed. So, um, but I just want to register the idea that I was going to make Sardinia Lion Country attack T-shirts. <laughs> and if if there were any question at all, if Linda Liming had any integrity. It was just answered right there. <laughs> yes. God God bless your mother for not allowing you to do that. Oh, come on now. You're not secretly going. It's like, gosh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I, I would have spelled lion with two N's even if, I, if that's what it took. It, it, it might certainly have sold then. Yeah. But, um, in, in that particular fleet. You know, one of the things I remember from the – I just it just popped up in my, my brain here. I do. That's the first place that I remember – I don't exactly know what they would have been, but it's the first place that I remember a glowing thing, but being able to buy glowing things to like either like wear glow around sticks. your glow sticks or to wear around your wrist or, you know, I, I remember you know, yeah. put around your neck, you, just, just glowing uh, the, I guess glow sticks, but more like they, they were longer and you could, you could, uh, Bend connect them. them. You could, you could, yeah, yeah you can flexible. Make a, yeah. Yeah. Now, am I incorrect? Those things were pretty pricey when they came out, weren't they? Yes. Like now you could buy, you know, five tons of them at the dollar store for like five bucks. I mean, my, my house is littered with them, um, you know, during the summer and that, and that's before I had children. But anyway, um, cause everybody likes glow sticks, but you, you know, I just remember those things being relatively pricey when they first came yeah, out. They, they were, I think they were, I mean, now you could, you, you know, like you said, you can buy them, you go up to the dollar store and buy a pack of, you know, six of them for a buck or two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were pricey back then, and, and you know it was always at the end of the night, at the end of the festival, when you're leaving, and you always found them laying on the ground, and you know maybe had a, a 
they didn't have all of their glow to them. Maybe half of it glowed or whatever. I always remember picking them up and trying to collect as many as I could on the way out. Did you put them in the freezer? Um, I always was told that if you put them in the freezer, you could conserve their glow. So I would put them back in the freezer and try to squeeze a couple more days of glow out of them. Huh, I did not. Never heard that one. Um, so I, I guess if you made a generalization about the flea market is these were all things you could buy at the flea market that would have been made in China had they been in a flea market today. Is that a fair assumption? They would have been made in China and about a decade behind. If that, yes. you know, if if that's fair. Um, like, um, for instance, like, uh, don't worry, be happy. Just humor me here. What year did that come out? What, about 87, 88? 88, I think. Okay, yeah. Then you would see Don't Worry, Be Happy t-shirts in 1993. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that that it would be late to the game. Although they were there with Batman, just with an extra N. But, um, <laughs> you know, but it, it was things that were a little bit behind the times. Well, and I... I'm sure I'm sure this is just where our minds are going. I, I'm sure there were valuable things and there were things that, you know, uh, uh, people in small towns w- oh, would have, yeah. you know, uh, but, but woodcraft. I, yeah, we remember probably the the Kitchen more items. Yeah, yeah. Um well, and then when I say craft, uh Eric, you know what's coming. We 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 had a term uh it, it still annoys me to this day <laughs> and I'm going to step on some toes here, but what we would like to call crap um <laughs> if you just add a p right before that t um and i used to joke that i could take a stick off a tree and tie a gingham ribbon to it and sell it for 20 bucks at the festival as long as i saw called it a hand crap um so you know but yeah that that kind of stuff. And, and once again i i'm not making fun or anything just no, that really wasn't my style, and there for a while, that's you. You saw a lot of that um, country chic kind of things, but there was also a lot of cool, like um, where you could get a sign, like a uh, like the liming house, and there would be somebody. It was nice woodwork, and you could get things like that too. Could, could you get the? Because uh, I think one of the things we missed about the fair, if we could go back to that briefly, could you get the uh, leather bracelets made at the Founders Day ever? I wonder. Yeah, lots of leather stuff. You could get the leather bracelets. The Founders Day? I don't remember oh, the Founders yeah. Day if you could get the leather bracelets, but definitely a, a Brown County Fair thing. Yeah, definitely, it's fair. Get you, uh, your name with a shamrock. Uh, yeah, at the end of it, those brown leather leather bracelets. Um, they did have the leather gear. Um, a lot of them were pre-made. They were personalized, yeah. but you could get them. Um. Baseball cards. It seemed like there were some baseball cards at the flea market. Yeah. yeah. Um, Get you some shiny rocks. Yeah. Maybe some arrowheads. Yes. Things to that degree. And, um, but hey, guys, do you mind if I go back to the parade? It dawned on me what I was going to ask. And this will tie into a little bit to my Sardinia Lion Country Gore kind of thing. But uh, do you guys remember the one parade entry? It was a float that was kind of controversial. It was an anti-drunk driving thing, and the float depicted a car accident, and they had, like, bloody people, like somebody had gone through the windshield, and there was, like, wailing, and the, it was, like, a bloody I don't float. remember that. No, I, I don't and recall I remember, that Yeah, it, I remember it being kind of controversial at the times, like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? Because there was a kid acting like, you know, somebody had the white T-shirt on with all the ketchup on it to make it look like they were bleeding, and, like, they'd gone through the windshield, 
And it was just kind of like, well, it got the point across. But I was going to say, I would actually think that that would be something that you would see back then before the uh, hypersensitive world we live in now, because, you know, it's back in the days of scared straight and, you know, uh, red asphalt. Yeah. It's the uh, (laughs) The training. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I I definitely could see. Yeah. I could, yeah. Once again, listeners, if you were on that float or if you knew that float, or better yet, if you were the person that went through the windshield in that float, we would like to hear from you because I want to make sure I'm not crazy in that. It seems, to, uh, you know, I could just clearly, clearly remember it. So I would like well, let, some uh, verification. Let, let's make it clear. You are crazy, but well, <laughs> not crazy about that. All right. So uh, moving on. Um other parts of the festival and one of the things we have written down here is food and i'm going to be honest with you the only food that comes to mind to me and brady i know you'll talk about your slinging of nachos but uh, the only year-to-year event that happened in conjunction with the founders day festival was the presbyterians had an ice cream festival ah yes they did and glorious homemade ice cream and it was tremendous it was so, um, yeah, fortunately, the president every year is no longer there, but, uh, yeah, it was every year on July during the festival. I think it was every year on July 4th, but gotcha. Yeah. It, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't remember, obviously I don't remember the food standing out at the, at the founder's day, not, you know, nothing at the level of like the Brown County fair, uh, no, t- no tender groins or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't remember like it being. Ev- I don't remember it being a, a step below as far as quality. I just don't remember there being as much, qu- you know, quantity. And I, I do remember though. Uh, I remember getting ice cream not just there. It seemed like there was also like a like a a, a booth that had get milkshakes and things like that. But I I remembered we mentioned at the Brown County Fair the fried foods thing. And I remember the Founders Day was pretty up on their fried foods game too. In fact, I, I think I some of the, I think I saw some first there. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, whether it be the Twinkies or the or the Oreos, whatever. It seems like I remember seeing them at the Founders Day, and then the next that same year later on, I saw them at the fair. So you know, I, I but nothing as a you know nothing stands out to me at at the Founders Day as far as food. Yeah, your usual yeah. fair slash festival food right. offerings. Yeah. I mean, I had to work in food service at some point. Um, my uh, Growing up, I was in the Sardinia United Methodist Ute Group, and our Ute Group was, um, we had a nacho machine. So I slang nachos throughout the, uh, um, <laughs> you know, on a, quite a few occasions, and it was uh, usually pretty a popular thing, although I remember the nachos were always a very, very hot item, no pun intended, um, when people were getting ready to go over the hill for the fireworks, they would load up on nachos. Right. Well, I, I, I also I think that that's something to point out to people, to our listeners, is that one of the huge differences between the Founders Day Festival and the Brown County Fair is while you would you would definitely see, you know— People at the Brown County Fair you knew working, but but the Founders Day you saw lots of people working booths that you knew from around the town. So you know it was definitely more of a local 
feel to it than than what the fair seemed to. But maybe just because I wasn't from Georgetown and didn't know. But but it just seemed like you know, like Brady mentioned there, you would always see people you knew. And I can remember running around with people, running around with buddies, and be like, "Oh, I got to leave because at one o'clock I got to work at the so and so booth." You know, right. uh, it seems like that happened a lot more at the Founders' Day. Yeah. Okay. Some other events here. Um, and again, these were kind of offshoot events that would happen on different days that it was a three day, uh, festival. Uh, one of those things was the bed races. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, would one of you like to explain the bed races? Not to be confused with the uh, toilet races or whatever the Dunny Derby, the Dunny Derby, not the Dunny episodes ago, <laughs> right, right? But I believe we alluded to the bed races. Correct, we did, and it featured just that. It was a bed frame um, that was had wheels on it. It was an actual bed, and then you would have a team, and they were usually themed. And somebody would ride on the bed, and they would be pushed through the middle of town. And it was a bed racing, and and they would, you know, like I said, uh, I think Eric, you said you imagined somebody in a diaper, a balding man with a diaper. Uh, I think that's one that sticks out in everybody's head because that one particular theme, they all dressed like babies, and they all had diaper, like right. you know. So, am I misremembering the fact that it seems? for whatever reason in my mind, like the beginning of the race, they had to put on like their bed clothing and then jump on the bed and, and run the race. Or was it just a, the gun goes off and you just run the race. Cause it seems like there's something about putting on clothing. There was quick tasks, manner. but I don't yes. remember what they were. Yeah. Was it a relay race? Like, see, I was thinking it was a relay that it had to go back and forth. But yeah, you know, it seemed like the. T- I seem to remember. I don't remember if it was just a straight, you know, uh, a la like a drag race. But or, or but I seem to remember it going around a corner. But maybe I'm just thinking of the turning, like when they had to turn around. But it seemed like there were quite a few spills uh, going around corners, people falling out of the beds and things like that. Yeah, maybe even some collapsed bed apparatuses, some sleep interruption. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I remember the diaper thing too. So I, I don't know if that was a theme. If if anyone out there participated, and if that angers you, if if, if we're misremembering that, you know, I, I I but I remember people. Maybe it is Eric. Maybe they just wore pajamas. Well, one one of our Thomas is one of our listeners, and I, I remember his dad being uh, involved a and, lot in all that. And Beth Kress, yeah. our yeah. our loyal listener, right. her grandfather Walter was right. um, usually. Uh, Lanny and Walter were in cahoots and some shenanigans and tomfoolery. And um, they usually, you know, had the creative idea. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, Other things uh, of that sort, uh, there were, for the kids, there were pedal tractor pulls, (laughs) if you recall those. I never partook in those myself, but... uh, Uh. I, I I did I uh, <laughs> I did the way you said that that was that. a guilty admission yeah I was just well, saying I'm proud of that because I remember uh, two things I remember and and I have pictures of that I only remember doing it one year you know and I was not a you know, I was always a small child and uh, uh, I remember one year entering the tractor mini tractor pool there and it was like that you sat on like a little like a John Deere 
I don't know what, like a tricycle type pedal, thing. Pedal tractor. Pedal tractor. And uh, I remember there was always someone there, if you remember, that was emceeing the uh, the uh, <laughs> the pools, you know. And, and they would do little mini interviews. And I remember losing one particular, you know, whatever. I, I think I'd made it a couple rounds, actually. I was doing pretty well. And then I, I, I lost it. And I just, I remember you feel terrible when you're sitting there grunting and groaning with all your might, <laughs> pushing and pedaling and nothing's happening. And, 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 you know, and, and I mean, this is almost like child abuse because you have, you have tons <laughs> of people, you know, around you just watching you. And, and I remember them, I stopped, you know, I, I couldn't go anymore and I'm grunting and grunting and groaning. And, and he comes up and puts the microphone in my face and he's like, uh, so what happened, Todd? And I remember saying, I must have ran out of gas. And it was a big like, you know, the, or the, the crowd like laughed together. And it was, uh, you know, and, and I wasn't really saying to try to be funny. I, uh, but that was my uh, claim to fame was uh, my answer to what happened during that particular track. And, and I have pictures of that. And for whatever reason, I'm wearing uh, red Wait, shorts. Hat? <laughs> no, this was before then. Uh, red shorts, a red T-shirt. Red socks and red lowercase like uh, like Chuck Taylor looking. I'm sure they wouldn't have been Chuck Taylors, but looking shoes. Uh, so, yeah, I could not have along looked, with your red hair. Could not have looked more dorky. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, so that's my terrible memory of the of the one time I entered the Europe Kitty Tractor Pools. You're a pretty competitive guy. I could see you being upset that you couldn't pet like in. When that microphone went in your face, said yeah. something profane. <laughs> what happened out there? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you if I'm like, 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 like you know. So, uh, yeah, tip the tractor over. <laughs> yeah. So as I remember, and again, maybe I'm misremembering, that it wasn't just kids who were involved in that. They also had adults, and you pedaled a lawnmower that had been retrofitted into a pedal situation. I do not remember that. I don't I, remember that one either. And, and again, I, I may be misremembering. I don't think I am because I, it's a pretty strong memory. Again, yeah. I never partook in that myself, but uh, I believe the option was there had I chosen to. Was huh. there a, an arm wrestling contest? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Brown County Fair always had, in the tobacco festival, always had arm wrestling because, I mean, we had some pretty serious arm wrestlers around the area. We had a world champion in our school district. In fact, yeah, I right. think his sign is still outside of Decatur, Ohio, home of a um, world champion arm wrestler. Yeah, but I don't know if there was – I don't particularly remember there being one at the Serenia Founders Day, but there could have been. So uh, I, I guess this could be along the line of games or whatever, but uh, other events such as that and going into the game portion of, of the topic – uh, one that comes to mind to me. I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I, I may surprise you. I don't know. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the, and I don't even know what it was called, and probably some uh, PETA people would I, yeah. protest it today <laughs> if, if it indeed still I'm went giddy. on. <laughs> uh, you You had a spinning table, basically, and you had a rat. In the middle of the table that had a cover over top of the rat. So they would spin the table 
and they would pull the cover off the rat and they would ring a cowbell in their hand and the rat would run into a hole. And it was basically gambling because you like bet on which hole the rat would run into. Is that is that about the size of it? It's called the rat race. Was it called the rat race? There was a sign that said the rat race. Was it a rat or a malice? I thought it was a a white malice. Uh, It could could have been a malice. Um, Or maybe it was a rat. But I remember it being, it was the white, it wasn't a white with like the the red eyes. Yes, yes. It was an albino, whatever it was. Uh, It had to be more than one, I guess. (laughs) We we act like there was one for 25 years. There was one. It it could have been. It could have been the same one. I always thought it was rigged. (laughs) And you know what I'm going to say. Well, okay, was there cheese in one of the holes? Or- no. <laughs> Whenever he rang the cowbell, the rat would break at the moment. So when he rang the cowbell, like if there was a bunch of bets on the like the orange square, he would ring it so it would run into the blue square instead. <laughs> so it was like Pavlov's rat. He had it rigged. <laughs> I I remember. I thought you're laughing. I like, thought this they had is a- ridiculous. Like I really thought that. <sighs> I thought they had a bunch of bowls set up with rats in them, and you threw little plastic pieces of cheese, and if you landed in one, you got to take the rat home. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. The goldfish I, I, game. I, I was going to say, that sounds, like a, that sounds like a health department violation. Right? <laughs> but, but but tell me you would have been a bit surprised if there would have been a game of history. No, I would we, not have been surprised at that at all, actually. I mean, for Pete's sake, there was a lion attack. Uh, all the Pete's animals. sake. For Pete's <laughs> sake. For crying out loud. Good Lord. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, I, I do remember that. Now that I think about it, I do think they had more than other, more than just the all white rats. I think there were some white and brown ones and, you know, I think some gray ones. I think there were different ones, but what a creepy game. <laughs> well, just, again, I, I have no doubt it would be protested if it still exists today. You, you talked about when you would hear the hillbillies coming from far away, you could hear that damn rat bell. All over the festival. Uh, yes, you could. Well, he he would ring it and he had a microphone. Yeah. Cause yeah. He, he he would heckle and beckon people to come bet on the rat. And then when he rang the bell, he would ring it into the microphone. That's why you could hear oh, it all over man. the town. Yeah. Probably the See, same I, evil MC that put the microphone in my face after I ran out of gas during the uh, probably, well, probably so. Yeah. He went from the pedal tractor pulled to the rat race. You goaded me into it because I wasn't going to say anything about it because I, I was afraid that it was a local person that ran it, but I don't think it was. But, man, he was a smarmy, <laughs> smart aleck, just obnoxious, and, and like, I... I I, I, Somewhere I, right now, there's an older gentleman with a rat on his shoulder, <laughs> very oh, angry. Oh yeah, I mean he's lucky that he didn't have to go have that cow, that rat bell removed from an orifice because after you would and he would like you said heckle people and talk smack. Oh man, was his name Richard Gear? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, I. Moving on. I knew that was the game you were going to – that's the only game to talk about from the Serenia Founders Day Fest. Yeah, that's, that's the only one that comes to my mind. I mean, there, there were some of your usual carnival-type fair. There's blackjack. Wasn't there blackjack at poker? Uh, you know, I think there was. I think I remember the – you couldn't play if you were a kid, could you? I think yeah, because I was ticked off because I thought, well, I can play blackjack. I play blackjack all the time. It's like, no, you're not allowed. It's like, well, phooey. Well, see, I don't, I, I, the only place I ever remember – Blackjack and poker is a 
The Catholic festival. St. Mary's. Well, you know, and, and people have to understand whether you've never been to the Sardinia Founders Day Festival or maybe you're younger and and you you kind of missed its heyday. But back back in its heyday, it it was packed. You know, it was, I mean, every, the rat game would have, it, you know, you had to stand there for quite a while to get a front row seat at the rat yeah. game. And they, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Had to hear it. It's like, oh, you're not going to play? Are you too big of a wimp to play? <laughs> I bet you can't choose the right color. Ring, 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 ring. And I just you know, <laughs> to go across that guy and just. <laughs> you're not going to have a little rat, are you? <laughs> Seems like you have a little pent up. Well, yeah. Frustration in regard to the. Yeah, I'm an animal animal. lover. I always had a problem with it. And the fact that the guy was kind of a jerkwad, kind of, you know, and, you know, he was just mouthy and just unpleasant. (laughs) (laughs) He might have treated those rats like his babies. He he might have. Well, based on how he treated the clientele around him, I don't have much hope for the rats. But don't you think, though, Brady, I want to play devil's advocate here. Don't you think it plays off of the old, the old fashioned, uh, you know, Western town festival you would see in movies and stuff where they're teasing people as they walk by to try to get them yeah. to come over and you know, right. you know, a guy walks over with a with a gal on his arm and and, the, and you you got to yell out and you know yeah. question the guy's manhood and you know I know I know but you know I just didn't want to take any gruff I'm a rat barker <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, a ratsmith a ratsmith rat uh, oh. so uh, uh, as, as far as uh, I think we've exhausted the topic of games um, moving on uh, and, and I, I will put these last two things together because I think for the most part they were together and uh, the last two things are live entertainment and fireworks because as I remember and there there was some live entertainment outside of the time of the fireworks, but most of it was on a stage at the firework venue behind the school down the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I seem to remember somewhere in my mind that there was a stage at one point in front of the elementary school. There was. And they, and oh, there yeah. Was there were bands there as well. Todd, I think we played mo- that one. There, there were, I was going to say, there were several locations for the main the main stage, and then there were at, at at different times there were side stages and things like that, and then the, and then sometimes there were stages down over the hill, uh, right. you know. But yeah, the 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 main stage sometimes was up at the, right at the middle, right between the um, at the four way. Yeah, it and kind of blocked that four way, and then sometimes it was back up at the corner. You know, before where you went around the corner, you could go straight over to the school. There was this the main stage there, right? Right. Because uh, uh, you know Brady and I played uh, about every location actually, uh, and at every spot there were there were bands, there were there were headliners usually each night. Yeah, you know, um, and obviously the uh, we always thought that the the right before the fireworks would be the best uh slot to play which is uh, what i would think yeah yeah i'm guessing you're getting ready well, to say it's not well if you remember right brady we played that one year and and you technically you play in front of the most people but everyone's walking by yeah <laughs> you know what i mean they're they're walking by with their lawn chairs and things to go over to the hill to you know, or down the hill and i'm not talking about when the stage was down by the hill eric that you know that 
when there was See, a, that's that's what I remember the stage yeah. being down there by where the fireworks are set off. Yeah, there there were some years there weren't always, uh, you know, but uh, SJ and M played there one time when it was down over the hill there, but because we had the slot right before the fireworks uh, one year when it was up in the middle of town, the stage was, and again, it, it's kind of like when we Brady and we played at the uh, uh, Flying Pig Marathon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want, if if you want to count how many people you played in front of, it was thousands, but it was three at a time as they ran by. <laughs> yeah, funny story. Funny story. There, we played one song the entire three hours we played, and it was I Wait ran for it. Lock of Seagull. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Apropos. yeah. The, the the point of that was is yeah it, that that was this we were so disappointed because we thought oh that's and we we had played for years. And, and not gotten that that spot, and we got it. It's like, oh, this wasn't what it was cracked up to be because, you know, people would maybe walk by and stand for a second and kind of look at the stage and then go mosey on down because you had to get the best seats in the house down over the hill yeah. for the fiber works. Um, right. I remember, and, and this was a tradition, you know where I'm going with this, uh, there <laughs> tended to be uh, one band that would, that had the, um, the catbird spot, and it was the Country Traditions. And the country traditions were local legends. They played, um, you know, country covers. But do you, I, I still remember where I was with the country traditions when Rogue, when oh, yeah. I remember it being announced, we're going to go, we're going to, and the year was about 1982, 83. And I remember, um, their their female drummer uh, Cheryl and she said, "Now we're going to do something really different, and you're all going to think we're crazy." And I still remember the day the Earth stopped with the Country Traditions played "Eye of the Tiger." <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, so yeah, cause, yeah. You know, I, I was not a country music guy, so it really thrilled me when they played that. So so, um, so, so, was that a one-off rock song by the Country Traditions? <laughs> it, it was, it was. That was the you know. To be honest, you know, I think that was the only rock song I ever heard them play. I could be very, very wrong, but that's the one that certainly stuck in my mind. And I'm sure someone can chime in on that. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I uh, was never a huge country music fan. I actually appreciate that old country now more than I did back then in fact i much prefer old country over new country but that's that's a different topic but anyway i, I you know that you're right they they pretty much ruled the uh the Serenia founders day festival you know and i think by the time we came up and was playing it some they was they were settling down you know they weren't playing it as much uh but i you know i don't remember a whole lot of other bands playing up there uh other than those guys now there were other there were other acts i remember the grape stompers Square square dancing uh, troupe, squaw dancing, squaw. <laughs> and uh, many people might not might not know this, but my my wife Celia was uh, when she was younger in her, I guess it would have been middle school days. She actually was part of a square dancing. I keep saying troupe. I don't know if that's the correct term or not. And got to travel like to you know, Dollywood and places like that, and uh, and square danced but anyway there were always a couple square dancing groups up there and the grape stompers were the ones i remember and i i not to pick on the stompers of grapes uh (laughs) but the one thing that i remember more so than the actual grape stompers was uh the gentleman that was always dancing over to the side and he would also be dancing to many of the other acts and that was charlie right uh from marystown right and uh, he was probably as much of a fixture of the Serenia Founders Day as any other single, you know, 
that man could dance for days. Yeah, he, yeah, he could. And he he had to have been hell eighty back then. I mean, he seemed it. And you're right, Brady. He would dance for hours. And and the one thing I remember, and, and I go back to kind of again personally here playing i can remember even him now granted i don't think he was much of a rock and roller but i can even remember a few back in the first few times we played there i can remember him being there and and even like shaking a little for us you know like he yeah he, i think he, the man just had he just couldn't hear music yeah. and not well right and that's that that's what i loved about it because when he danced there's people that dance to be the man he danced for pure joy it emanated when he danced i mean he loved the moment and he felt it, and it was a true expression of joy. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the first Brady, the first band you and I played in together, which ties into a another Serenia legend, uh, the Noble Hardyman. Yeah. And I remember Eric mentioned the one year the band played right there at the in the yard, the lawn there by the school, and I remember how we were honored to play as the Noble Hardyman in, in front, front of, of Noble it. Hardyman. Yeah, yeah, Noble. Yeah, Noble Hardyman was there, and if for those of you that do, do not know, he was our uh, uh, beloved custodian, bus driver, bus driver, and uh, just a just a good man, and and you know, again, part of a a fixture of Sardinia. If you didn't see him at the school, if he wasn't your bus driver or your uh, custodian, you saw him walking. He he yeah. walked for miles and miles and miles almost every day. Again, which which always amazed me because I mean, obviously as a custodian, you're pretty much on your feet all day, every day, and then he'd go, like you said, he'd walk all over the place too. I think that was the secret to his longevity. His cardio oh, had to be tremendous. Well, he, cardiovascular, you know. And he lived across from me, didn't he, Brady? Yeah, he was my neighbor, yeah. right across the yeah. street, slightly down. It, well, and oddly enough, he he the man wore the same outfit uh, wherever he was. If he was. On his job as the custodian, the bus driver, uh, if you saw him out and about at the Stringy Founders Day Festival or saw him walking, it was still what mentioned. You mentioned earlier the bib overalls. Uh, that was his uh, go to. Yep. I just I pictured the man opening his closet and just about 19 different bib overalls hanging there. Uh, <laughs> well, what wasn't it? Einstein always said, I don't want to use any of my brain power on deciding what to wear every day. So yeah. I just wear the same thing. And there you go. There so you I can, go. I can use my brain power on other things. But I, I think, Eric, bringing up the entertainment, and, and I don't just say this as a musician. I, one of the great things about the Founders Day Festival, again, is they, they stayed local. They never kind of got that that idea where they wanted to branch out and bring in you, – you know what I mean? Like, again, yeah. country traditions. They gave us many gigs, you know, and, and that was always respectable. Yeah. They, 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 they stuck – I mean I remember because one year we played uh, – oh, Brady, what was the guy's name that played – the night before at Bob Cushing, um, which is branching out a little bit, getting out of Brown County. But for the most part, you know, where a lot of fairs try to start getting a, a little more regional acts and, and some, you know, some semi-national, they, they, the founders, they always stuck with their own, the local, yep. which was definitely gave it a local flavor. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So moving on to the final piece, uh, the piece de resistance, if you will, uh, the oh. ending, ha ha ha. Uh, the ending uh, portion of the festival was a fireworks show uh, that was I mean, it wasn't put on by Rousey's fireworks, but the fireworks were purchased. Yeah, but they were put off by the the fire department from Mister Rousey. Yeah, so so the venue for that was always behind the old elementary school in town, down over the hill. And we always talk about being down over the hill. That's that's what that means. A ball field down there, and 
um, basketball court or whatever. But uh, I always thought it would it would have been the perfect venue for a lot of things. It was very uh, uh, amenable to crowds. Yeah, there was a lot a lot of room there, and it was uh, kind of a, an amphitheater, kind of a natural amphitheater uh, vibe to it. Definitely. Um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, again, a little history nugget there. Uh, that piece of land came about, the the hill part of it uh, came about. That's where they buried the old school building that used to stand there, uh, the old Sardinia High School building. Uh, they tore it down. They built the new 1962 elementary building there. They buried the old building down at that area behind the school on the hill. So sometimes the, the earth would erode away and you'd see a brick in, in yeah. the dirt, and that's why that was there. So, Or you would again, skin your knee on it out playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a uh, little, little history nugget there. But uh, my mom graduated from Sardinia High School. I, your dad did too, Brady. I, I think, Todd, your parents graduated I, from Eastern. I think m- oh, you're younger, right? My dad... My dad went to, he was, my dad was the first graduating class from Eastern. Okay. So, so I think that means he, he would have gone to Sardinia High School for, for three years, I guess, or whatever. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, because I, I believe it was say his dad was the first class that went all four years at Eastern. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, my dad was fir- first graduating class. So he would have been at the East, at the Sardinia High School. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little history nugget, a little side note. But uh, that was the venue for the fireworks. And to me, and maybe I'm biased, but bar none, uh, aside from the EBN fireworks on Labor Day every year and Labor Day weekend, I thought it was the best fireworks show around, really. And a call back earlier to, again, people came from all around for that fire. You know, you, you they, you they know, would you come were, to nothing else of the festival, but come to the fireworks. Exactly. Yeah, and it, you know, people would line, people would park out on thirty two. Um, yeah. You know, and I can remember, you know, dating um, you know, my wife, but like, you know, if you dated someone from another town, you know, again, you were at the Serenia Founders Day Festival. There were just no, there were no other festivals, you know, going on that could really touch it. As a matter of fact, I don't think any any other towns in the county had fireworks. I mean, Sardinia was the only place, really, that had them on on the Fourth of July. So Ripley had them, didn't they? I, I, it seems to me like they did because they would compete, but there was no comp- competition. You know, um, yeah, right. And th- there was a ritual to the fireworks that you would go down and you would take your blanket, your towels, you know, and, and you would go over the hill and you would stake out your spot, you know, and that's you would always get it about three hours before the fireworks started. So you would stake out your spot. You would listen to the entertainment and um, something you guys might've forgotten about, but you know, that hour leading up to the fireworks, um, it was always fun to annoy all the people around you by making the, the, the scent by a uh, grass blowing <laughs> where you would get the blade of grass and make the honking, <laughs> like the, the kazoo sound. I can and, never do that. Oh man. I, I can remember. So, so, Brady, you need to explain that for those who are not familiar. What What did you do with the blade of grass? You would take the blade of grass, and if you could put your hands together, your fist, you would put the blade of grass between your knuckles of your thumb, kind of, and then you would blow on it, and it would function like a reed and a woodwind, and you <laughs> that's would make witch, that's witchcraft sound. 
witchcraft. I, I put that in the same category of people that can ch- uh, tie cherry stems together uh, in a knot with their tongue. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, I've seen it done. Yeah. I, I have two, but I just, I, I don't ever buy it. I don't know. I don't think some, <laughs> it's something like they carry around uh, tied, pre tied uh, cherry stems in the back of their throat or something. There's some, some trickery and chicanery there. <laughs> but I could never, I could never ever do that with the blade. Now, the Brady, didn't the blade of grass have to be just so, like, just. It just uh, had to be just so. You would annoy yourself for like five minutes finding that piece of grass that was just the right length, just enough width and enough green. You know, uh, yeah, and, enough and, crispiness, and, and, and it had to be. It could not be the 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 turf sort of grass that you'd find in a subdivision. I mean, this is more like field grass. This like is like field grass, thick broadleaf grass, flat. Yeah, yeah. flat. The, a lot of fiber in this in this blade of grass. <laughs> fiber. Uh, I remember looking for sour grass. Sour grass. You remember that? You guys either one remember that back in the day? No, That's what I'm, we called it. I'm not, not sure. sure I know what sour grass is. It was it was a grass that you could pluck from the earth that tasted kind of like you. you, you it was you edible. Ate it? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure all grass it's is edible. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, here I go again. I'm always going off on these tangents where I need somebody to back me up here. I I need someone to to chime in on Facebook and and uh, and let me know if I've lost my mind. But I remember it, we just called it sour grass. And I don't remember like how you found it, or I think I had a look to it, which is how you would know to you know. And you would you would eat it, and uh, you didn't eat a bunch. It wasn't like you filled your handful of uh, you, you didn't pluck the ground and uh, and eat so, a big handful of so it. So was there it was a just, benefit? I mean, did it intoxicate it, it, you? Did it do it? No, it, it, it was uh, <laughs> it was just a. I think it was a thing where you, you think or about like, it because if you put a piece ooh, of grass in your mouth, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was <laughs> it, it it was. And I don't mean sour as in like terror. Like it, it was a candy sour. It was. I mean, it was a. You know, it was. It was pleasant. Like our patch kids. It was pleasant. I mean, you know, but yeah, I'm gonna have to hit the Google machine after here. I can tell you guys are looking at me like I'm nuts. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm totally bamboozled on this one. I'm kind of yeah. like, what the heck? You, yeah, you, you got me there too. I don't. Know. <laughs> um, right, so, uh, so there. Sorry, Eric. There, there is grass blowing. Yeah. And um, so you, you would stake out your spot and you would watch it. So now we're getting to the part I knew you were going, Eric. Go ahead. Well, when the fireworks would go off, what is the stereotypical thing that everybody does? The first one goes up and you say, ooh. And then the second one would go and you'd say, ah. So we said, you know, this is getting a little bit monotonous. So we decided to throw in our own third sound. <laughs> so, of course, you know, people be ooing and eyeing, and then you'd have us bunch of yahoos down there on the top. Then the third one would go up. Zowie. Like a Batman punch, you know? <laughs> and so we always did ooh, ah, and zally, which always got some raised eyebrows and some quizzical looks and annoyance well, from people around. It- we and if because you were still doing it when I was up and coming, and and, and so you guys would have been in our thirties. <laughs> I was say, and, and I remember being, you know, obviously it was dark. So it, and that was just it too. Like you, once it got dark, is like you didn't care how annoying you were. Nobody knew who it was anyway. And and, and I remember being very annoying over over that hill. And do you remember the year we did the? Uh, Karate Kid, uh, we yelled that the whole time. Get him a body bag! 
<laughs> now, now there, there was one year where I don't know if it was a bad batch of fireworks or what. Oh, I know where this is going. But the the fireworks would go up in the air and then they would go off and hot molten burning ash would fall down and burn you. We ash. were in the debris zone. <laughs> So Sean Connery there. <laughs> well, it's like we were. You eat too much sour grass, you'll get the hot, molten, burning, burning ash. Ash. <laughs> but speaking of which, just real quick, gentlemen, several weeds are commonly known as sour grass, including sheep sorrel and yellow wood sorrel. These can be delicious in small amounts, but avoid eating them in large quantities. And then. There's several articles about kids that sour grass you remember and gives you get the actual name. So I was not crazy. Uh, it wasn't actually grass; it was more of, of a weed. But there were several weeds apparently that you could eat called sour. Yeah, grass. yeah there are. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, was there any particular variety of sour grass that was native to the Sardinia, Ohio region? Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll have to do more research, but but. We can put this picture. I don't know if you guys can see this, but it looks like uh, it. It kind of looks like it's heart shaped, and that's exactly. As soon as I saw that, it jumped back in my memory. I remember that it was a. It was a. There were three heart shaped little leaves on this particular weed, and that's how you knew you had yourself some sour grass. I feel like I've totally missed out on something because this sounds like the kind of thing like a like a scavenger botany hunt where you were. Yeah, and I can't believe I've never heard of this. Yeah. Say we get, we've got to go find some sour grass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the fireworks were just, I think it was just, a, it, it meant a lot to us, I think, because, again, they were good fireworks. You were with your best friends. It was just like a, 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 a I don't know. Life didn't get any better than that. Yeah. No, it didn't. It, and it was all community the, pride. It's impossible to be stressed out down there watching those fireworks. Unless you were getting pelted by burning ash that one well, time. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Eric, you may remember this because I, I know you were there. We watched them from uh, – you mentioned I lived on Graham Street there. Yeah. And we watched them there at, in my yard. And right. do you remember us dodging the pieces of – Yeah. And the next day – I mean they were big. I mean they big chunks, yeah. and which is the only time we ever watched them from there. So for all I know, that's always where the – I think it was a particular windy, like the wind was blowing that way. Yeah, right. And yeah, but the next day when I went out uh, to clean up the yard, I mean I found chunks. There were there were pieces like – matter of fact, I was wearing a piece on my head that was like like a – like you take a flat soccer ball. <laughs> you know, have you ever taken a flat yeah. soccer ball and laid it on your head? That's, it was that big. It like covered my head. It was a piece. So I did not realize that that kind of stuff made a shrapnel – Suppose these were the bargain basket Rosy fireworks. No, I don't know. This was probably um, like a slightly off batch. Something just didn't a missing ingredient or something. Yeah, I thought we were talking about. You were talking about a time over the hill where they were kind of duds, right? Oh yeah. In fact, I remember. Eric, am I misremembering? Didn't you get it in the eyeball? No, that wasn't me. That was. that was my my niece. That's what it is. Because I remember somebody took something in the eyeball, and it was like, because um, almost debated taking him to the doc, you know, the ER. If I remember correctly, yeah, yep, yeah. I I was talking about we were much older. Like I said, when I lived at Graham Street, so this would have been, yeah, you know, two thousand 
what, five, 2000, around there. To, and, and we watched him. I don't know if you were there, Brady. Uh, we watched him on my side yard. And again, I, we, we, you could hear the pieces hitting the cars and the trees and stuff around us. Right. And remember right before the grand finale, there would always be the um, American flag giant sparkler yeah. pyrotechnic. And it was like, and how, yes. And, and how did you know the fireworks were over? The, the, the firemen the, would oh, wave, yes. their, wave their uh, flashlights or, or their flares. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, we had a, we had a, you know, a legendary fire department back in those days. I mean, we've talked before on other episodes about the haunted house. We had, we had, and that might be something that we probably talk in depth about someday. We had the best, and again, better haunted houses than anywhere around oh, yeah. Yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, before they made up all the rules where they couldn't touch you and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, but anyway, or, or stick uh, stick chainsaws on you without <laughs> chains on them. <laughs> yeah. But they, there were two, if you remember right. I think I'm remembering correctly. During the during the fireworks show, you had the American flag, but they also always had a waterfall. Waterfall. They always there, there were Niagara like, Falls. There were like three, because almost like segments. Like yeah, one segment ended with like the the waterfall. It seemed like it anyway. There were kind of two build ups to the grand finale right yep what were your favorite fireworks guys oh <laughs> very good um i always like the squiggly pinwheels we we had a more uh profane name for them as teenagers well, I, was actually, I was actually going to say it but it's <laughs> well well we might be I thinking won't. different things uh we, didn't we call them the Caught him something sperm. Yes, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Was it silly sperm or crazy sperm or something or <laughs> something like that? But I remember liking those and the but my favorite were the ones where you saw nothing. You just it was like a cannon shot. You remember oh. those? It was a blast of We always <laughs> called those sphincter your... clinchers. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would it would scare you. You the old balloon knotted pucker up when those things would go off, man. It's like poof. Yeah, there was there was no warning. It was just report, and it was it was a it was a <laughs> it was it was more than a report. It was an announcement. <laughs> oh man, with you report. <laughs> and I because Eric, you and I talked about this a few years back. We were watching the fireworks at the um, Blue Ash, Blue Ash, or, or yeah, uh, and and they were putting. So, like cool, like like these these shapes, like hearts and things like that, into their fireworks, right. which I'd never seen before. But I remember back in the day at Sardinia, they I remember seeing things there for the first time that I you know, which I never went, I didn't go to the EBN fireworks until I was an adult. Yeah. Actually, never did care for them that much. Uh, always preferred the the Sardinia founders. Yeah, fireworks. I always, but, I've I've gone once and I'll never go again. Yeah, but I, I remember them doing some things like that back then. Some maybe not the the heart shapes and things like oh. that, but just some. Some different color combinations than yeah, what yeah. you saw anywhere else, and just all out. I, I always liked the orange fire anemone. You know, it, it was like a pyrotechnic sea anemone that would it <laughs> like where it would leave its tentacles and it looked like a a, right. a, a sea anemone. It, it would it, it would like like <laughs> tentacle up, and that was always pretty cool. All right, so you had yeah, the, the fireworks show, and rounding out the festival. Um, in my mind, being a resident of, 
I was the only one of the three of us that actually lived in town. I guess Brady's... Uh, I lived in the suburbs. Chi- well, Brady's childhood house is now considered in town, quote yes. unquote, but at the time it wasn't. Um, and Todd, you were a little farther out, but as, as a, a resident, yet. yeah, as as a resident of town as a kid, I mean, it was a matter of pride to see so many people there. And what always ended up the, the festival in our world, we would leave the firework venue behind the school. We would walk to my house. We would sit out by the road and we would watch Sardinia's one and only per year traffic jam. <laughs> People would be so backed up trying to get out of town, usually going to 32. And uh, at that point in time, there was no stoplight. So you actually had to wait at a stop sign and, and get your uh, get your chance to go out into the road. But uh, the cars would be all the way up the hill by my house and all the way into town. And people couldn't get out of town. So we felt that we would be the welcoming or the uh, exit a- committee, the exit I guess. exit committee. <laughs> And uh, bid everyone adieu as they left. <laughs> and again, most likely super annoying sitting there. I mean, if you're already pissed off because you're in traffic and you can't get home and you're, you know, your kids are wanting to go home and go to bed and stuff. And and here you got these yahoos sitting over on picnic tables uh, cheering for you and uh, waving and trying it. to flirt with your daughters as you uh... <laughs> and, and giving us platitudes as we sit here in a traffic jam. That would be. Yeah. No, I never thought about that. That would be rather annoying. We probably were rather annoying to these I, people. I don't ever remember getting getting yelled at though. I mean, no. we probably got more cheers than anything. More, you know, more re, return uh, cheers and whatnot. And honks. Never any yeah, phone numbers. As hard nice. as we tried. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. But uh, yeah. well, it was the equivalent of if you go to like say Riverbend or somewhere and watch a concert, you have two types of people. You have people that want to get to their car as soon as possible and be one of the first out because they know that the traffic jam is coming. And then you have the people who just don't care. They go to the car. They turn on some – usually the music of the band they just saw, and you just right. kind of hang out around your car or in your car. We were, again, the type who we weren't going to fight it. We were going to sit there and – because we did that even when you weren't living there anymore, didn't we, Eric? Yeah, and, yeah we did. Yeah. yeah. So there there were those people, like you said, who wanted to get away real quick. And, and as I'm told, I obviously was never out there because I was – down over the hill, but uh, I'm told there was quite a few people that would sit actually on 32 in the emergency lane mm-hmm. and sit there and watch the fireworks from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they could just pull onto the road and and leave. I don't know how the highway patrol allowed that to happen. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I, just what I was told. I never actually saw it with my own eyes. But it was our country's birthday. People could pause in the emergency lane. Yes. <laughs> Dang it. There you go. But, uh, yeah, the traffic jam probably, in my mind, was one of the the, the biggest highlights. It, it, was a, it was a great highlight. It was a great highlight. And uh, we, Well, we, I'm going to tell you what it was for, for you listeners out there. It was this. <laughs> it, was <laughs> us, it was us sitting around t- talking. But, yeah, but play it by ear got its origins sitting there at the traffic jam. <laughs> it may be us poking fun at some people and making comments and you're, you're right T- Todd that was very uh profound because you're right yeah it was very astute I think I have a sparkler out in my garage someplace <laughs> let me go get it real quick <laughs> <laughs> so then once the traffic jam uh thinned itself out we would end up our night going to the only place around 
that was open 24 hours. And that was the restaurant at the truck stop. And that was a yearly event for us. We would leave the traffic jam and we would go uh, eat at the restaurant. Now, one thing that always pops into my mind when I think of that is my son, who's now 19. He was, I mean, he was he had just been born the previous November. So he was, what, uh, nine months old, I guess, at that point. And uh, it was two in the morning. Because we we had kind of meandered around and then finally made our way out to the restaurant. But it was two in the morning, and now this is going to shed light on, I guess, my parenting skills. <laughs> <laughs> two in the morning, and my nine-month-old is wide-eyed. I mean, wide-eyed, just looking around and uh, taking everything in. And we were all just sitting there, all of our friends, uh, not just three of us, but our spouses or whatever, and other friends. And he was just taking it all in and... That that was just the the uh, the ending to the the festival in our world. That's good parenting right there. Yes, <laughs> and um, and he's a night owl to this day. <laughs> it, well, I, I always remember being super shocked that I'm not going to say we were the only ones, but we were one of the only groups of people in there. You would have thought the place just would have been packed, like you said, but yeah, you know, I. I mean, it wasn't I mean, back then. I did, like, I guess McDonald's and Mount Or maybe had it opened up by then, but I don't remember. I, well, but but in the once when we first came of age, where like you know, I'm thinking where you know, at least I was 15 and 16 where we started getting our driver's license. Going to the, do I get to say it? Um, okay. Uh, it was called. It was called the B and D restaurant. It, it, it was called the B and D, and of course, in our teenage minds, um, you know, we had to put a name on it. So we always called it the Bondage and Discipline. <laughs> so, um, and no, and when you would tell people, there's like, well, we're going to run to the Bondage and Discipline for a ham and cheese omelet, you would get some strange looks. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and I. In, in in 16 episodes of this podcast, you've probably figured out that we spent our lives getting a lot of quizzical looks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were always quick to, uh, we, we would like to uh, misname things for our own amusement if you haven't figured that out. So, um, yeah, so to this day, you know, I still say, like, I'm going to run to the bondage and discipline and get an omelet to carry out. And... <laughs> What? Matter of fact, it's not even called the B and D anymore, though. No, uh, so I think it's yeah. just the country end. Ah, oh, shoot! I just did it again. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I can't even speak correctly. On, but I would like to add that you know I know it comes off as uh, as maybe I uh, am a little more loose with the uh, <laughs> with the content sometimes and things like that. But uh, just to show how much you guys polluted my brain, I. <laughs> That's the okay, kind of thing. So, when I first so started you're, you're going to blame us, I guess. Go yes, go I am. Ahead. I'm throwing you both under the bus here. Uh, but uh, you know, I was I was pretty young when I started hanging out with you guys, and uh, and I remember hearing lots of things, and I had no idea what they even were. And uh, and that was one of them. To be honest with you, I remember I remember you guys called it the bondage and discipline, so therefore I called it the bondage and discipline, and I, I knew so little about what those terms meant together. Uh, that I was sitting in my living room one day and mom and dad were there and I said something about, yeah, I think we should oh, go no. to the bondage, the bondage and discipline and get some food. And like both of their heads <laughs> immediately turned, <laughs> turned towards me. 
<laughs> and I had no clue why I was getting such this, you know, I was getting the stank eye from my parents. Uh, they didn't explain it to me, but, uh, but yeah, it was a little bit later when I, when I learned what you guys were, were meaning by those, those words. And I was, you know, so did, did again, you, you guys did aren't your innocent. playboy hat on when you said it. <laughs> you guys aren't innocent. Yeah. yeah I don't well, guess we ever thought we said we were, but <laughs> oh, I think yeah. I'm talking about our listeners. They might think you guys are. Oh, well, yeah. And it, you know, I'm going to be honest, I can't take credit. I, I forget who first started calling it that, but it is. It sounds like an SJ thing. I think it was. Yeah, I, bl- I believe it was. <laughs> so he's the, he's the ultimate on that one. Yeah. And we got to get him. Quite on- a few other things, too. But- <laughs> and we got to get him on the show because uh, I, I would like to make fun of him about uh, uh, his driving. And, and, and the reason I bring that up, it has, you think it has nothing to do with oh, what we're my. talking about, that, but it actually that, does. That's and, a show and, uh, in and of itself right there. But, but one of the reasons why that is 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 topical to, to now or connects to our topic is because one of the first times I got a glimpse of the driving when we were leaving the bondage and discipline after after a late night of eating there and he just I remember I was in the car with probably one of you guys or something and uh and he gets in his car and just like floors it goes backwards and just bangs right into a uh there was like a light post in the in the parking lot that had a big concrete <laughs> Had a big concrete uh, circle around it, and he just he just backed right into it like he <laughs> like he was trying to. <laughs> and then just I think he got out and looked at the bumper, and then got back in the car and left. And that was my first uh, my introduction to kind of SJ's or driving. And in the grand scheme of things, that was rather tame. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also, and I forget which, uh, this isn't going to be funny to a lot of people, but, and it was one of those slow burns where I didn't get it at first, but it's like, yeah, we're going to go to the bond uh, discipline to get something to eat and everything. And he's like, we were finishing our meal and it's like, wonder if they have any desserts and somebody dead panned. I don't know, but I know I'm going to finish this off and go to the restroom and get a savage bliss. <laughs> And I didn't know what the heck they were talking about. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. And and to this day, like, uh, you know. There, there was a machine in the restroom. Right next to the stall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You could get some cologne. <laughs> Amongst other things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, um, but yeah, I just, it was just a reference from your, and they, you know, said that, and I know I about fell off the Nagahide, um, the, the, the Nagahide booth and <laughs> hurt myself laughing when I finally figured out what the joke was. But anyway, and, and, by, and by the way, if you're, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we won't go any further, but you can Google that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. So we have uh, totally exploded the length of our show. We are at 141. Wow. 141. Wow. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it is a very special episode. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is indeed. So uh, hopefully you're still around here at one. And if you are, God bless you. Yes. I can't even listen to myself for two hours. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, again, if you have anything to add to any of our conversation, any uh, blanks you can fill in that we uh, asked about here in the course of the of the show, please do so on Facebook. You can find us at uh, Play It By Ear Podcast if you search that out. 
Uh, you can leave us a tweet at play it by ear pod number two. I would love to get some tweets from mm-hmm. people. We've only got a few, but uh, uh, we also have an Instagram page, which one of you has to take control of. I, I cannot deal with Instagram, but <laughs> maybe we can do something with that. Uh, but you can search us out there as well. And uh, of course, uh, all of our outlets where you can find our podcast, our website, anchor.fm backslash play by your podcast. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, amongst others. So um, probably most anywhere you can find a podcast. I put us on something else earlier this week, uh, uh, Play Radio or something. I can't remember. Something like that. But anyway. All over. Yeah. You can, you can probably find us anywhere you find a podcast. So with that, hope you enjoyed the very special episode on the Sardinia Founders Day, Sweet 16. Uh, Todd, you— Yeah. I just, well, I just wanted to say— you know, we hope that we that we had probably this was the most requested episode. To be honest with you, uh, yeah. after the fair, I think it kind of lit a little spark with some of our listeners uh, locally here, and so this was requested by several people. So we hope that it lives up to what your, you know, we hope we took you a, a nice little trip down memory lane. Uh, sorry, we were a little long, but uh, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, yeah. So, and, and those of you who did not uh, partake in the Sardinia Founders Day Festival, chime in with those festivals around your neck of the woods that you may have. Uh, Especially if you went to the Bologna Festival. <laughs> yeah, I I would like to know about Miss Bologna. I really would. That's I, Queen I Bologna to you, sir. Queen, Queen <laughs> Bologna. All hail Queen Bologna. <laughs> All right. So, again, with that, that's episode sixteen. Stay tuned for episode seventeen in a few days, gentlemen. Have a good evening. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.